0: good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all this good with you in your world wow yeah today is the um 6th of february this is musings with jesus where it's a daily christian podcast we talk about faith life and love in the concept in the context of jesus christ my life what i'm experiencing what god is teaching me and that kind of thing we just hear and we reflect it's just a a safe space where we talk about God and how you know God is helping us to make sense of the world and things that are going on around us so um I am very thankful to the Lord for where I am at in my life's journey because he has taken me through a phase of learning I feel like he's giving me an opportunity to start my life afresh I was talking to somebody, a colleague and friend, who recently turned fifty. She's one of those people who, you know, their their age does not at all tally with the way they look. You know, she she could pass for thirty five. In fact, she could actually if she wore a secondary school uniform and had her hair in braids, she could pass for well, you know, an older student, she doesn't look fifty at all. At all. Her children don't look like she look you know, she doesn't look fifty at all anyway so she turned 50 she was really so happy and thankful and she you know we had a call that saturday morning and she said and i said to her that there's something really different about turning 50 and she said you know her sister said the same thing her elder sister that her sister said 50 is like when god forgives you for things you have done in the past and gives you an opportunity to start afresh and i said to her that is so profound because that's exactly how i if i look at my life I turned 50 some years ago a few years ago it's that's that's precisely how it is i can i, I can divide my life into before 50 and after 50. and so over the past few years the way in which god has been dealing with me has been very different the way in which of course i've gone through some of the toughest challenges of my life and um but looking back now i can't i thank him for it i think i needed to be I needed to be woken up, shaken out of whatever it is I was in. So much has happened, so much revelation, so much... I, you know, the, the Lord gave me an analogy of tilling the ground. You know, I, I was doing a music on Psalm 1, the episode where I talked about mm. in my season, and I talked about how God had been tilling the the soil of my life in mm. the last two years. And when he was doing it, I didn't know. A lot of uprooting was going on. Relationships been uprooted, um, jobs, <laughs> employment's been uprooted, house, you know, ah, family. It was like the carnage <laughs> was a lot, and I couldn't understand, you know, you know, and it was, it was not happening. It wasn't all at one time, as in, you know, and it's just like when you are weeding a garden, you don't weed it all up at it time. You are pulling, but it's, it's consecutive, you know. As you finish with one portion, you go to the next. It was unending. And honestly at some point i was thinking I, I wasn't really sure that you know is it really god leading me but it was so clear someone would resist i would resist but eventually it would just become clear to me that ah, this thing has to go there's no place for this weed in my life anymore you know and that was how it was i didn't you know i, I didn't understand it was a lot it was it was a lot but how i now know you know and that's that's how life is now that all the weeds are gone all of a sudden my life is now clear i didn't know that my life was encumbered that there had been so many thorns put into the soul of my life that were already there they couldn't stop the word of god completely but they were there to choke the fruitfulness of the word of god in certain areas there were areas where they were not able to have as much impact and know, it's just like again that garden analogy is very real because when you have thorns In the ground or the soil of your 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 field or your garden or whatever they are only able to penetrate in the areas where they have where they are embedded they may not if they're not well embedded in certain areas or they're not enough you know the damage depends on what they're exposed to how where they are blocked in what you've planted there you know but either way that's your seeds your fruits whatever it is you are planting will be limited in their fruit bearing because of the presence of those stones it may not destroy the tree completely or the fruits or whatever the plant, but it will surely hinder the ability of the plant or the trees to bear as much fruit as they normally should have so apparently that was what was going on and I didn't know and that's why so many times It's important to just, you know, trust God when God tells you to do things. Because it's impossible for him to explain to you the significance of what he's asking you to do. You know, you can only see it in the context of God telling you to remove the weed. So for me, all I could see was he's telling me to uproot this relationship. So I felt, okay, there's something wrong with this relationship. I didn't realize that it's not just that there's something wrong with this relationship. It is about the impact that this relationship is having on your ability to work with god your ability to fulfill god's purpose your ability to bear the fruits that god intends you to or or god has um, enabled and empowered you to it's now that i am in the unencumbered phase that i'm now realizing my goodness so this is what actually happened. In fact, this year 2023, is like my eyes have just opened and it's, it's like I've just, it's like I've, I'm just, I'm awake. It's like, oh, 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 so is that, oh, is that, is that? <laughs> because I was just obeying, you know, it was, I was just obeying and, and I'm not, don't give me, I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't easy because I, 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 I dragged my feet and i dragged my feet on a lot of those things i waited and waited and waited i tested and tested and tested i validated and revalidated i wasn't like it wasn't like i just heard oh god said do this and then i did it no i waited and wa- i waited to see is it really god is it my mind okay why i would you know but after a while repeated comfort ah, i became too much So i just said you know what there's enough for me to see that there's something in this space that i don't quite fully understand so let me just put take this out of the way. But now looking back, when I look at what God has done in my life, the situation I was in, when all of this started, where I am now, I now realize that God was right and that all those unctions and leadings I was getting was really God. It was God leading me out of the darkness that I had found myself in. I didn't even know how I got into that darkness, so I had no way of knowing how to get out. So, I just generally now realize that this was really God, you know, it was really God that's really led me on that journey and made me do all those things that I did. So, um, I just thank God for that. I thank God for him giving me an opportunity to have a second days of life, which really is where I am now. Um, The last two, three years have been tough. They have been really tough. They've challenged me in a way that I never thought but there certain things that God has shown me. First of all, I've realized that we are living in a very flawed and corrupt world. I do not see this place anymore as, you know, I just see the world the way the Bible describes it. You know, Because if you read the world, the, the, the Bible warns us of the world like it's an evil place. <laughs> but you see, when you see Christians of that, is we, we think that it's a big thing when we, we win in this world and when we have things and we, you know, we, we've totally, we've bought into the hype. Whereas if you look into the Bible, the Bible warns you. It says friendship with the with the world is enmity with God. It says don't love the world, nor the things that are in the world. The Bible warns us about the world. This same world system that, you know, we, we, we are we are we are climbing up stages to come and accept awards from them. We're we're looking to have accolades, we're building, you know, social media presence. You know, we're looking, you know, and I'm not saying. Don't have all of this thing, but it's is, is it is it is it for the purpose of the gospel? Is it for is it to talk about Christ or is it just so that I can be somebody? Is it for my own social status, you know, and all that? So it's 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 the greatest scam of all time, you know. And I think for me, eh, what I appreciate the most. So um, sorry about that. I'm sure you'd have had a little bit of phones ringing off here. Um, so I. I, I guess for me I'm just grateful for this season that the Lord has enabled me to experience and I think I have a stronger sense and understanding of how life is now in terms of the ups and downs of life and I'm, I am really following the life of Christ now and, and I'm realizing that to follow Christ has to be deliberate action because I think there are many people around if you're not careful you'll find out that you're following people or yeah you know you're not really following christ because even paul said follow me for as long as i am following christ so you should be looking at christ so it's almost like you know when you're in a convoy in a car and this those of us from nigeria will know this when you're like driving for a party and an event there's always a lead car and sometimes you may be following some other people that are following the lead car but you have to better keep your eye on that lead car because sometimes the car in between may make a detour that you know you may think oh we're all going to the same direction but (laughs) later you find out that the guy was making a stopover to go and see a friend whereas you were following them so you should always keep on the lead car that you know is certainly going to that place and jesus is the lead car so, in as much as we're following some other people because we feel oh they are closer to Jesus than we are, we had better keep our eyes on the litcar. And actually, the Bible tells us we should look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He doesn't tell us to look unto any man. Jesus doesn't say follow people that are following me. He says, Follow me. And that's why in the New Testament, God made the Bible, the scriptures, the word of God available to everybody. He didn't say, you know, if you believe um according to the word of God, then go and meet this person, the person will bring you, or go and get this person to pray for you. He says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God made it, he democratized it. He could have put several layers in between, you know, to make it be like, oh, we have to jump through hoops, or there are people who are gatekeepers to the gospel. The Bible makes it very clear that there are no gatekeepers to the gospel. That Jesus is the only mediator. All we have to do is just believe and call upon him. So, i i I thank god for the opportunity to learn of him afresh i i really cherish it so for me in many ways it's like my life has just started i am probably three years old i've rededicated my life to christ and i'm starting afresh i am learning afresh because i now see that there's a big difference between calling myself a christian and living a christ-centered life and i am now learning how to live a christ-centered life a christ-centered life focuses on jesus focuses on the word of god and relies on jesus to help make sense of the things going on in the world and it also means i am working towards sh- sh- changing my point of view and my perspective to that pers- kind of perspective that jesus had where he was someone living on the earth but was very much living like somebody who wasn't part of the world system he was very different his his desires his appetites i cannot 100 percent be like him because clearly i'm not the messiah i'm also i don't also don't have that divinity that he had i was not i'm not god i am not in the beginning i wasn't in the beginning you know all of what jesus is. i'm not one of those things but as much of jesus as i can be you know that he has given me the ability to be by being his child i think that's what i should really really work towards but there are things that the bible tells us very very clearly to do and god will not ask us to do what he believes it's impossible for us to do. He tells us that we should live in the world as though we're not part of the world. He tells us that we should not love the world. He tells us that we should not love money. He tells us that we should not love the things in the world. He he tells us that we should be the light of the world. We should be separate from the world in the world but not of the world. He tells us that we have been delivered from the authority of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear son and that in that son we have redemption, we are redeemed through His blood and our sins are forgiven and that we should therefore live like those who have been Delivered, live like those whose sins have been forgiven, live like those who are no longer of this world. That's what the Bible teaches us. And when I look at what we are doing as Christians, what I have been doing as a Christian, and I rack it up and stack it up against the standard of the Bible, I see that it's not the same. I see that I fall short. So the Lord is leading me on a journey and teaching me how to live my life according to biblical standards for me christianity is about it's not just a label and honestly like i say you know i've come to that point where i realize now that if my faith cannot carry me through life why am i even bothering with it i mean there are many options in this world the devil has given us a world of many options you can you can mean there are many things you can choose to spend your time in so i i don't want to I am a Christian because I believe I believe that Jesus is Lord I believe that God, everything that God says about him is true I believe that there is God and that God is the God of Jesus Christ God is the God of the universe I believe that he created this entire world I believe that he was in the beginning and that he was the one that created all things he's the Alpha, nobody created him he's the God I believe that there is the Holy Spirit and that God is three in one all of them distinct personalities but united in one I believe that the word of God came down and incarnated as flesh, came down to die and save us from the sin that had beset us since the um, disobedience of the first man, Adam, in the garden of Eden. I believe that we live in a corrupt world, but that by the blood of Jesus, we are able to escape the sin and the punishment of spiritual death and be reconciled unto God through this same Jesus. And I believe that one day, this same Jesus that died, resurrected, and ascended to heaven and is seated on the right hand of the throne of God and is interceding for us, his children, this same Jesus will come back in a visible way, riding on a horse in glory, and that he will bring this current age to an end and reestablish a new heaven and a new earth in which there will be peace, there will be joy, there will be happiness, there will be no sorrow, and that everything will be made new. I believe it. And if I believe that, there is also a mandate that is upon me While I'm on this earth to live a life that is given to the cause of the gospel and to the glory of God. That's the quest I am on. It's a quest. It's a life's quest. And I'm very serious with it. I am nowhere near perfection, but I, I, I am on a journey. And when you're on a journey, you have to be focused. And I think, and the Bible is my compass. The Bible is my compass and and the thing about the compass is that there are times you may almost go off track But when you have the compass when you consult the compass You 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 then know the compass shows you then you come back on track What I'm realizing now is that that compass before what I did was I went to started the journey took the compass and then kept it in my bag so I had derailed, I didn't even know I had derailed because I felt the presence of the compass in the bag or in my hand was enough now it's not enough to keep the compass in my bag or on my bed, in my pillow, that compass has to be before me, before my eyes I need to be consulting it and make sure, and be checking my footsteps to make sure that I am walking in accordance to the guidance of the compass which is the word of God and I have to do that all the time because I am on a journey and there are things going on signposts around me Detours, distra- dis- distractions, that will lead me astray. So I need to be vigilant. So I will leave it at that, and I trust God for to give me the leading of what we are going to call this. Com- uh, maybe it's the word, the word of God has this compass, whatever. And the word of God is also Jesus. So Jesus has the compass, but then Jesus we do not see. So the word of God is actually the compass that we can hold on to, that we see, that we can live, we can breathe with. And through that word of God, Jesus will be revealed to us. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. I will try to edit out the phone call, but even if I don't, well, please receive it with love. (laughs) Have a good day. God, God bless us all. In Jesus' name. Amen.